Hello, everybody. This is Super NES Podcast, episode number 226. Uh, I am Greg. He is Joe. Hello. And as usual, we're doing end of the year retrospective in this episode. Uh, this episode, we were covering the games that we covered in that um, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the games that we covered in 2023, which starts which starts back in episode in episode 203, going all the going all the way up to 220 to 225. So, by rough and dirty math, that's about. You know, it's about, about 22 episodes. Yeah. So, um, this episode, it was delayed a couple weeks due to personal issues, so I apologize like, about that. Uh, we actually, it actually is, it actually is mid-January 2024, by the time we're actually sitting, by the time we're actually sitting down to record this, but, um, but anyway, so, uh, sorry again for the delay, and, and, uh, yeah, so, uh. Joe, overall, I thought we had a pretty good year this year with the episodes. I'm, I, I mean, like you know, obviously some games, obviously, obviously, obviously some games, some games, you know, some games, some games are better than others. Uh, as you may remember, Joe and I actually picked out most of the most of these games well in advance, uh, months and months in advance. As a matter of fact, just like we just did yeah. before the before we started before the recording, recording from for like for our games, most of our games for this year, 2024. So. Um, with the addition of just simply a couple of tweaks to, to allow for guests to for guest episodes or whatnot, we already pretty much decided way in advance what we we're going to cover. And they, uh, a lot of these games, we didn't know what they were like going in. But um, looking over the list, I, there were some obviously there were some average there were some average mid games. But I really, but um, you know, everything we left out, I really don't think uh, um, so I really don't think we had like a stinker, uh, you know, like the list from last year. I'm, there was a couple, but yeah, for the most part. <laughs> I think, yeah, I may know the ones you're talking about. I think it's just because, like, our personal, the, um, our personal tastes are different in different games. But, um, you know, all in all, okay, there was, like, one kind of bad game. Probably the weakest, the, the, probably the weakest game of the year. But, 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 but yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> um, the year started off with a great game, however. Definitely, uh, um, uh, definitely not a stinger by any means. Uh, Yoshi's Island, which... Uh, is the which is also known as Super Mario, which is also, which is also known as the Super Mario World uh, Two. So, uh, great game. This holds. This this, this 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 still holds up very well today. Just like a really impressive game. Just graphically beautiful. beautiful. Like there's like water drone. Uh, you know, like colorful, colorful, colorful graphics. Uh, you know, fun gameplay. Typical Mario style gameplay. Except that, you know, just a bit heavy use of Yoshi this time. Um, this time instead. Pretty, pretty much everything you saw in Super Mario World, just like in your know, enhanced and enhanced or added on to, to add on to, or to tweak to tweak on some different things to it. So, um, really a great game. Um, even the one thing I hate about this game, with the passion, yeah, the crying, the, um, you know, the crying Mario baby can be addressed with a, um, a ROM hack if you wish, yeah. because which is a shame because it's a shame because the music of this game is awesome as well too. So, yeah. Uh, that one weak point of the game aside, this is really this is really a solid game. A solid game, well deserving all the praise uh, uh, um, and receptions gotten over the years. Yeah, and I mean, I mirror everything that you said. Um, this this was a great way to start 2023 for us, and uh, dare I say, it was the best game that we covered all year. Um, I'm sure our opinions will differ on that, but uh, we definitely started 2023 with a bang. Yes, uh, yes, for sure. So um, uh, then, uh, so then we had Magic Sword, which was a uh, port of a Capcom, like a Capcom arcade, uh, you know, beat 'em up, 
uh, fantasy type hack and slash game that was typical uh, you know, of arcades like the early 90s. Uh, Super NES version of the port, the Super NES port of the game was very good considering you know, you considering again like usual, usual they had to wire down games during right. the, um, uh, the, um, the, um, like time time period. Um, playable playable either like one uh, playable either the playable either like one or two player mode. Um, pretty good game overall. It was definitely fun to play. Yeah, I thought it was a very good port for what it was. Um, obviously, you know, um, exceptions have to be made when you're taking an arcade game and putting it onto the Super Nintendo. But I thought they did a good job with what they had, and uh, it came across, you know, while playing the game. It was still fun. Okay. Uh, why don't you Why don't you introduce our, uh, our next game then, Joe, since that was your pick? Yeah. So we covered the Power Ranger tri- Trilogy. And uh, to be fair, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game and the uh, the movie game are essentially the same. They're both beat 'em ups. They look good. They they represent the uh, the the IP very well, um, but they're repetitive. Um, I think we both had fun with these games, but I think uh, both of us like the um, the fighting game, which I can't the name of it's escaping me at the moment, but. Um, being able to take the Megazord and, you know, just fight the monsters or the Dragonzord and fight the monsters, um, I think was the, the better of the three games, at least unique-wise. Um, but the beat-em-ups are, were fun, and uh, like I said, you know, all three games represent the IP very well. Yes, and uh, no worries about not remembering the name of the game. I mean, I mean, I purposely do not look back at anything <laughs> that we played this year before this, before this episode because... I think a true test of time as to how well a game is sinks to our head, yeah. either for good or bad, is dependent upon what the impression made up a depression made upon us during the two, three weeks or whatever that we were playing it for the podcast. Right. So I mean in most cases, there are some games of course that of course both of us both of us already had already had experience with and familiarity with. Um, probably, probably, probably more so in my case for the group of Super NES, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so this is this is totally off the cuff. Uh, as these, uh, as the year episodes always are, because because I think it's important just to, to important just to be like what were we what what were we sunk into our head about this game and right. like what didn't because um, I think that's probably the, you know you know that's a good mark right there like what a game uh, like like a, like what a game stands test the time uh, you know like you know and they uh, just flashing back to earlier times uh, in our in our head of like. So in some cases, like almost a year ago, like when you um, you played these games. Right. So, um, and speaking about, Spe- speaking about I was going to say, speaking about uh, flashback, good segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, flashback. Of course, for identity. Uh, Super NES port of a very popular computer game. Um, Super, the Super NES version of the game is really good. Um, I think I I, I, don't th- I don't think I don't think the original computer, computer versions are better. But considering the limitations again, the system, this is a very good port. It's, it's definitely playable. It's a hard game, but just like uh, just like out of this world is, which may which may which which may by the company, but it's very fun, good puzzle action style game. Still holds up very well today. Um, and there's also like a modern uh, a modern enhanced version of the game available on modern consoles too. So. I definitely recommend check, checking it out. You know, this is still like a fun game. Yeah, so this is one that I kind of struggled with, and it it, it was kind of upsetting because I'm a big fan of the original Prince of Persia, and that's kind of where we are with this game flashback. Um, 
the story was good as far as him losing his memory and then, you know, having to get uh, different pieces of it back. And actually, I I enjoyed it enough to it and didn't finish it, I don't think, for the time uh, when we recorded the episode. But um, since then, I picked up the uh, remake that you were talking about um, on the 360 and uh, have started to play through that. And with the graphical upgrades and uh, the core mechanics still being there um it really shows that like here we are you know 30 years down the line the game still holds up and it's still fun to play as long as you know what you're doing <laughs> yeah definitely yeah this day yeah this game definitely has a learning curve definitely has a lot of like trial and error yeah. uh you will definitely die and, and redo, redo parts numerous times if you're the, if you, before you finally finish the finish right sequence but you know, again, the previous game out of this world was the same way. Right, so, right. I mean, I mean, just, I mean, I mean, I mean, just how this company, this company did things. So, um, next game, I don't, I don't remember whose pick it was at this point, Joe. But you, this was mine. Seven, okay, so, okay, so go ahead. We'll like this then. So, I, I had chose Battletoads versus Battle Maniacs, um, and I'd originally chose this because I was thinking this was the arcade port to the Super Nintendo. Um, and that didn't end up being the case. It was basically a re- upgraded remake of the Nintendo uh, Battletoads. Um, so same sort of difficulty. Um, there were some really difficult platforms in this game. Enemies. I thought this game was easier. Th- um, yeah, I, yeah. I thought I do think this game was easier than the NES. Um, uh, you know, the NES one, like for sure. So there, there was def- like when you're riding on the sky cycle or the sled or whatever. Um, that part of the game was definitely easier than it was on the NES. And there were, you know, a couple, like, platforming parts that were definitely easier. Um, sure. But, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. it's Battletoads. And Battletoads holds a certain weight and, and then a certain expectation as far as dif- difficulty goes. And, uh, yes, I mean, this this game held up to all those lofty standards. And I still thought it was a pretty damn good game. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I never played this one because, like, you know, I I I, 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 I struggle I struggle so much with the NES original. I just pretty much like swore this like swore it off for forever since that point. But um, this was yeah yeah this is yeah this is a very nice game as far as like a solid platforming game with like about toads action. So it's it's still a hard game, but it's definitely a little bit easier than easier than the NES one for sure. Yeah. So uh, you know, and, and just like the graphics, music still hold up pretty well. Uh, 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 pretty well today, so um, yeah, this is a fun game uh, for sure. So it's it's definitely a good a good action time on the system. Yep. Um, but uh, um, the next game also was also like it's also a game of franchise like a franchise of a franchise both of us love. So why don't you like, go ahead, um, uh, go ahead go ahead and take this one also, Joe? Yeah, yeah. So we covered Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Tournament Fighters, and if I remember correctly, we kind of touched on all three versions of the game. Um, so, I mean, this one stuck with me because it's a Ninja Turtles fighting game. Um, I have it on the Cowabunga Collection. So, like, it's something that I'm familiar with, but not too familiar with. Um, I had played the Genesis version, uh, so it was fun going and playing the Super Nintendo version, which was slightly different. But it's Street Fighter mechanics with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, it's a one-on-one fighter, and it really doesn't get any deeper than that. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I think this game is probably one of the better uh, fighting games in the system. So, and it does feel turtleish, at least. Yeah. You know, they didn't include you know they didn't include characters for the characters both in comic books and movies, including some like deep cuts, like when I remember. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it is cool in that sense that they definitely that they definitely have it. You know, you know, and it has like a decent, a decent, a decent one player story mode as well as you know, you know, as well as your typical your typical two player. Uh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's just not the game for what it is. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, it's fine. It's not the best fighting game in the system, but it's not bad. So, um, and then uh, you might as well cover the next game as well too, Joe. Because it was your pick. Yeah, this was uh, my uh, pick. Uh, Biker yeah. Mice from Mars, which uh, I had had some sort of history with. Um, not obviously on the original SNES, but uh, this is like one of those games that I discovered through emulation. And it's basically uh, RC Pro AM, um, but on the Super Nintendo and with the Biker Mice from Mars IP. Um, I loved the music in this game. I thought the graphics were good. I felt the uh, roster of characters that you could play as was good. Um, overall, yes, this is a very medium game. Like, it's not super good. It doesn't suck, but it's very middle of the road. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I, yeah, I think I actually like this game a little bit, like a little, like a little bit more, uh, uh, um, muted actually, because I was surprised to find out this was a Konami game, because I'd never yeah. heard of it. Um, and this game feels like, and I remember saying at the time, this game feels like it could have been like an arcade game. Yeah, Because yeah. it definitely has that arcade game feel to it. Um, it's very, it's, it's very different, but it's not bad. It, it, um, you know, it has that, you know, it definitely has that. Konami flow, polish and flair that all their all the games on the, on the system did for sure. So, uh, if you're like me and never heard of this game, I, I, I certainly recommend checking it out. Uh, I, I don't think it's the best Konami game in the system, but by far, but it definitely was a pleasant surprise for me at least. So, yeah, um, you know, yeah, it's definitely a, a, different, a different game, but pretty good, I thought overall. So, um, next up, we covered Harvest Moon, which is a favorite of mine. I, I, I you know, I've always loved the Harvest Moon games. Uh, the, the Harvest, uh, you know, on, on, the, on the multiple systems. I know, Joe, you're not really like a fan of this kind of game, but uh, to me, Harvest Moon is a perfect like Zen-like, uh, just, just relaxing game. And once you know it, like a few weeks after we released the episode. Uh, Nintendo put both Harvest Moon Super NES and Harvest Moon 64 yeah. on Switch. <laughs> so it's like, you know, of course I do that like after we do the episode. Yep. But but I but I am very glad those games are on there because those two games are some of the best games in the franchise, I think, uh, in my opinion. Harvest Moon, 60 moves, and Harvest Moon 64 is like super damn expensive these days, too, to, as boot to boot. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's like having both those games available on Switch now is like great. But... Um, anyway, so, yeah, I really, yeah, Harvest, Harvest Moon, this, the, the Super NES is his first game in the franchise. I, I think it's still very fun to play. Um, I pretty much had to, like, bribe Joe into covering this game, so <laughs> I'm sure, um, but, um, but, but if I remember Joe, you, you like, at least I found it tolerable, so. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate this, not as much as I thought I was going to going into it. Um, I do not do good with, uh. Harvesting, games. crafting games, yeah. uh, simulations, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just, it is not my thing. Um, but this was pretty intuitive. Um, it Once you get into a groove, um, it was pretty easy to get into and enjoy. Um, the fact that you can, you know, swoon different women based on uh, different circumstances was a nice little touch. Um, yeah, I... I 
I didn't hate this as much as I thought I was going to, but it's most certainly not something I've gone back to since. <laughs> mm. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, um, the, um, the spin-off franchise, Rune Factory, has more action in it than, than these yeah. games do. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that's fair. So, um, next up is a theme. I think this game is probably my least favorite of the games we covered this year. Uh, but I didn't hate it. I just think it's like very, very meh. Uh, Captain America and the Avengers, which is a Super NES port of a very popular uh, arcade game. Uh, ooh, it's, I'm, I'm drawing a blank as to who made the game like an arcade. It wasn't Captain America. Dead East. Dead yeah, East. Yep, okay, right. So, um, yeah, the, gen, the Super NES version of the game. I don't know what happened with this one. It's very lackluster compared to the arcade game. It's not, it's, it's not unplayable. You certainly can't play the game and have some fun with it. But, but far and away, it's, the not, it's not the best version of the game at all. The Genesis version of this game blows it away up, like my country mile. So this is probably, for me, my least favorite game of the games we covered this year. So this wouldn't be the least favorite, but it's definitely on the list. Um... Yeah, this port was not good. Um, it was nice that they kind of had some of the voice samples, uh, you know, that were taken from the arcade, which was nice. But um, actually, the funny thing is I actually booted this game up the other day because I was like, oh, I want to play Captain America and the Avengers, uh, thinking that it was <laughs> the main ROM. Um, and it was not the main ROM. It was the Super Nintendo ROM. And... Uh, yeah, I was, like, instantly brought back to, oh, my God, now I remember why I didn't care for this port. It's just, like, it has the arcade difficulty when it didn't need to be there. And I actually think True. it's even yeah. harder than the arcade. Because, um, like, I was playing as Captain America, and it took me, like, four or five shield shots to just, like, get an enemy down, never mind uh, to get them to blink into, you know, into oblivion. So, yeah, this was definitely one of the weaker ones. There's definitely two other titles that are on this list that were worse than this, but it's still there on that list. <laughs> okay, yeah, yep. Yeah, we're definitely going to have like, a different opinion then, because, this, uh, you know, for me, this was the worst game um, you played uh, uh, um, play last year or so. Um, next up, uh, we covered the Mortal Kombat games, which is just basically, we just looked at Mortal Kombat 1, 2, 3, and Ultimate. Yes. Uh, just kind of like you're taking them in summary. Um, what can we say about Mortal Kombat? <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, Super Nintendo <clears throat> missed the mark with the first game, uh, trying to be the family-friendly console um, and not including uh, I think blood. the gameplay. I think the gameplay is actually better in this version of the game, though. To be fair, I think the uh, you know the extra buttons on the controller definitely helped. Yes. Yes. Um, absolutely. So I suppose so. But yes. But, but yes. You know, like graphical, gra gra graphically and blood-wise, the the, the the this version didn't miss out, which is why Nintendo relented and allowed. And allowed in Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 to have actually like full blood Correct. on them instead. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, uh, all all the games, all the games, all the games ported over the system very well. Um, you know, they're all you know they're all they're all they're all pretty decent today still for what they are. It's like you know I think Ultimate's very impressive. They got to, it's very impressive that they got in the system considering the limitations of the cart and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, especially the later ones, three and Ultimate. The fact that those are running on the Super Nintendo as fluent as they are because. Those were, at that time, released for the PlayStation and Sega Saturn, you know, yep. pushing that 32-bit console, never mind, you know, what it's doing here on a 16-bit console. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, 
Um, yeah, it's like, you know, I think that Mortal Kombat 3 is kind of, uh, Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate kind of holds up still today, I think, but, um, but, uh, but, but yeah, so, you know, all the games, like, all the games are, all the games are still good Mortal Kombat fighting games, yeah. so, um, uh, I, uh, next, uh, next up we had our so-called, like, movie trilogy, where yep. we covered, like, you know, three games, three games were all loosely based off movies in some, in some form, uh, so, Joe, you can handle, like, all three of these. Yeah, so I mean, uh, all three of these end up being kind of mid-tier beat 'em ups in one way or another. Uh, Demolition Man was fun. I felt it had really good presentation, um, and like even the platforming actually felt really good in that game. Um, that that one was actually a surprise. Uh, Time Cop, on the other hand, um, really did a good job with the digitized graphics, um, but it. The gameplay suffered. Hitboxes were all over the place. Um, I think I died more in that game than anything else. And then Judge Dredd, uh, again, much like Demolition Man, had a pretty good um, idea of what it wanted to do as far as an action platformer. Um, but it kind of misses the mark because every level is a maze. You got to go here. You got to go there. You got to unlock doors. Um, and it just, I don't know. It just didn't click with me. But all three, like I said, they don't. They don't suck, but they're not fantastic, and it's your typical licensed property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with almost all of that. I, um, you know, I do think, you know, I do think Demolition Man was the best game out of the three. Um, yeah. But, uh, um, I mean, they're decent. I, I mean, like, uh, they're they're decent, they're decent platformers. Uh, you definitely guys, um, on, uh, like, you definitely can have some fun with them. Uh, some of the games, has, um, some of the games. Has, uh, 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 each of the games at least had like one like very good boss fight. I I, I remember thinking so. Yeah. Um, if you're a fan of the movies, they definitely um, you know, they definitely worth like playing for sure because you know they do. Time Cop actually works. Uh, Time Cop act, uh, it actually operates as kind of like a sequel yes, to the movie, yes. which is uh, um, uh, um, uh, uh, it was like pretty cool. So um, so yeah, so uh, they're all right games uh, like what they are. So. Um, Next up, we have a very interesting game, uh, Space Ace, uh, which was the uh, which was a very popular uh, laser disc uh, uh, full motion full motion video cartoon uh, game from the early '80s, uh, which was a which was a spiritual sequel to um, uh, uh, Dragon's Lair. Um, Obviously, Super NES could not handle the full the the, the cartoons of the, the, the original games. They kind of like so so, so so the programmers took the essence of the arcade game and, and boiled down to a basic um, platformer game with like the very kind um, uh, like the uh, you like the cartoony look and feel of their carry game mm -hmm. as well as also the very cheap and cheap and very easy to get depths. Yeah. So. Um, what the what the developers are trying to do, I, I is very impressive. I think they hit the mark on on that point. Whether I remember, I, I remember saying this time, whether or not whether or not I like this game depends upon depends upon whether or not you agree with what they're trying, their, their developers are trying to do. I like the I like the game because I, because I thought that because the developers did a, did a great job trying to capture the essence of the uh, space a a side of the system. So, uh, Joe, I remember you. Uh, uh, Joe, I remember. I remember that you were. That, uh, I remember that you. That you were not quite as a. Um, were not quite as impressed as I was. Yeah, this one uh, didn't sit well with me. Um, I, I don't think I. I don't remember hating it, um, but it would definitely be uh, the fourth worst game that we played. Um, but it really comes down to like the platforming, and like you said, they captured the essence of the arcade game. The problem with that 
is it requires precise input um, and calculated attacks like it does on the arcade game. Boy, there you're playing a cartoon. Here you're kind of playing a cartoon as well, but it's a 2D platformer as well. Um, yeah, this I, I don't know. This one didn't resonate with me. I guess the best analogy you could make to it, uh, I mean, they can make to it like the like Comic Zone, like in Genesis, but. Um, but of course that gives a very like, different feel to it. Yes, I was gonna say Comic Zone is a masterpiece. If there is one game that like I tell Back. anybody to play on the Genesis, <laughs> it's Comic Zone. Um Comic Zone is very, 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 very difficult though for, for, for like a for, like so many cheap deaths. Correct. Like, you know, Correct. It is very uh, difficult. But um as far as platforming and gameplay it's fantastic but anyways uh but yeah space ace like it the visually it looks great it it captures the arcade game perfectly i think um but i think in execution it just it didn't translate well fair enough yeah so um next up we get two games that loosely based upon books um so joe like uh, Astro, if you don't mind um Oh, you can cover, like, these two. Yeah, so here's uh, my second and absolute worst game of the year. Um, so, <laughs> Lord of the Rings uh, is my second worst game. Um, I, I I, know what they were trying to do, um, making it an RPG and an action RPG at that. Um, I just don't think it translated very well. Um and again, hitboxes and things like that kind of made it not work for me. Um, but it, it was still a playable game, and I I know you know you enjoyed it a, a more than I did. Um, but Wizard of well, Wizard of Oz. I, well, well, yeah, I I, I definitely. Did. Well, well, I definitely agree with you that Lord of the Rings is not like a great game. It's like you know, it's average at best. I think it's like it's like it's like I, I didn't didn't rank my worst games, but it definitely it definitely is down there on the list. But uh, on the list on the, on, the, on the list on the list, but I didn't hate Lord of the Rings as much as I, uh, Lord of the Rings as much as I hated uh, like um, uh, um, uh, the Captain America. Um, and think goes Wizard of Oz, by the way. Yeah. I think Wizard of Oz is, is lower. Wizard of Oz is lower. Wizard of Oz is lower. Like lower down the Lord of the lower down lower down than Lord of the Rings, but um, again, I didn't you know I didn't hate these games. Yeah, but. Wizard of Oz was absolutely the worst game we played this year, um, and that's saying a lot considering I'm not a fan of Harvest Moon. But the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wizard of Oz was uh, Harvest Moon is at least programmed well. Correct, so correct. Like this, so <laughs> Wizard of Oz visually looks fine. Um, and everything lines up yeah. lines up with the Wizard of Oz, and it's everything you could want in a licensed video game. But the hit detection, uh, platforms that you can jump through, um, all that some some of the, the like sound effects were really grindy. Like uh, the music was good. Um, I like the idea that you can play as different characters and those different characters have different abilities um to help you traverse the levels there were some bright spots in the game but overall this was in my opinion the worst game we played all year it's not a great platformer that um you know i mean i mean i mean it's terrible it's it's, it's playable but um yeah i, I yeah i wouldn't read it the worst. Uh, I saw the Captain America like fits that yeah, bill for yeah. me, but um, but yeah, it but yeah, like it is down there. So um, 
Luckily, the next game we covered was pretty good. Jungle Strike, which yeah. is the second, which is the second, second, second game. Yep. Of the strike it was the second. Yep. Yeah. So, um, just more the same for Desert Strike. Just like you know, you're uh, just just like you're throwing a helicopter in two by two point five uh, D perspective, blowing, going around shooting things up. Yep. Kind of a very a very crazy ninety ish story. Um, definitely some very ninety ish gameplay elements, yep. which with elements with elements. Which are not aged very well uh, um, uh, today, but uh, I don't think this game is as good as it, uh, and because of all that, I don't, I don't, I don't think this game is as good as it was 30 years ago. It's not the game's fault, but it's just there's certain things that we've moved on since then. So um, it's still playable today, but it's not the best game in the franchise uh, by far. The last, the last two games in the series, I think, uh, Soviet Strike and Nuclear Strike are far and away the, um, you know, the better ones. Yeah, I was gonna say like I like Jungle Strike. We had fun with it, um, and I do think it's just as good as Desert Strike. But um, I wholeheartedly agree with you, uh, particularly with Nuclear Strike. Um, Nuclear Strike making that jump to the uh, Saturn and PlayStation, uh, not only upped the graphics, but they did a great job um, incorporating full motion videos and everything else. It's definitely the better game um, out of the franchise, in my opinion. Um, but Jungle Strike, much like you know, a lot of the games we played this past year, it's right there in the middle. Like it's not great, but it's it doesn't suck. <laughs> right. Well, one game I definitely had a lot of fun with, and definitely not a uh, uh, fun with, and definitely definitely does not suck, and still I'm um, still like fun to play today. Um, is Proteus the yes. only game in the the only the only game in the Proteus franchise from Konami that made its way outside of Super NES, uh, Japan only. Um, I think was this our only Japanese only game we covered this year? Actually, it, um, no. Jackie Crush was the other, but oh yes, okay, right, okay, all right, okay, yeah. So we only covered two yeah. this year, which kind of surprising to yep. me, but um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, this is you know this is as the name as the name suggests. This is a parody of Gradius, um, and, um, and, and it's very it's very over the top of its like, it's zany, cartoony graphics. Um, the music, which is a mix of like classic or Gradius songs, uh, and also like you know like shamelessly ripped off, or ripped off like uh, pop songs or, or whatnot. So uh, there's a voice announcer t- uh, speaking to you the whole way, the whole way yeah. through, this, through this game. Japanese, Japanese only, unfortunately, but it's very impressive for impressive for Super NES game to have this much voice in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's still if you like shooters, uh, especially you, you know especially the Gradius series, this is a very fun to play. Uh, 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 this is a very 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 fun one to play. Not the best in the series. Later games, the better games, PlayStation were, were, were better. I thought like sexy Pro I think it's like the peak of the series. Yes, yes. But this is like a uh, yeah, but this is like a very fun game. Very very impressive that they got it onto the cards for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say this this game was just fun overall. Um, I love Parodius. Uh, especially after we played it, um, my ex- experience with the franchise was basically Sexy Parodius and uh, Harmful Park on the PlayStation. So those were the ones I was familiar with. Um, but I've gone back and played this since, um, and I enjoyed it um, very much. So, so this was definitely a highlight of the year. Right. So next up is our last platformer, platformer like of the year because Super NES has a lot of platformers on it. So um, another Disney, uh, 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 so another Disney Disney inspired licensed game, Jungle Book. Uh, Joe, this is your pick. So go ahead and play this one. Yeah, I, I I can't even remember why I picked this, but um, it's it's Jungle Book. It follows the story of the movie very well. Um, graphics look great because it's a Disney property, um, but 
I don't know, like, I, I, this is one of those games that, like, I've always tried to like, and I just can't because, once again, uh, hit detection, um, you fall through platforms. It's very much a lot of the same complaints that we had about Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah, it, it's a very good Disney... It's not horrible. Yeah, it's a very good Disney-inspired... Yeah, sorry. Uh, it is a very... Yeah, it is a very good Disney-inspired game. It's not... Um, it's a... Um, it, 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 like definitely not as good as like Aladdin, uh, uh, the Lion King, however. For sure. Correct, so, and and uh, this came out after that, and that's I think part of the problem is that you know you, you look back and Aladdin was fantastic, um, Lion King although difficult was still a great game, and then you're kind of given this, which um, I don't think we yeah we we covered it before. It's kind of like Pitfall the Mayan Adventure, just reskinned. Yeah. Um, and Pitfall the Mayan Adventure was not a great game. So, uh, you know, yes, this looks better because of the graphics and the Disney-esque uh, animation that you get. But outside of that, it's it's still that same stinker that you got with Pitfall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, Flavor Fan Disney games, this one definitely is good. I mean, like, it's not, uh, um, um, but, but it is, it certainly is, certainly is fun to, fun to play in stretches. It's not a horrible game. It's just that, like, like George said, the bar set so high that you know a version just didn't just didn't, just didn't develop develop this game as well as it did with like, um um you know like uh, yeah. um uh, some of the other games unfortunately so I mean it's fine for what it is but it definitely is one of the one of our weaker Disney titles unfortunately so um so after that so after, so after this we had uh, after this we had our first we had our first guest uh, guest episode of the year we had we, we had two guest episodes back to back. Uh, and I was thrilled to cover this, to cover this because to cover this because the Act franchise is a favorite of mine. At least the first game is Act One is a game I've always loved for many many years. Act Riser Two was so different, I never gave it a fair shake. So even though, like even though we, like, even though we already covered Act Riser One way way back in the early days of the podcast, uh, I figured, and since um, so since I figured, and so since I figured that Joe had never played the games, uh, let's you know. You know, let's do them all in like one episode. So, uh, so I invited Sean, uh, a friend of mine, uh, who, like I know from streaming, uh, to cover Act Riser One, Act Riser Two, and also the more recent remake of Act Riser, uh, Act Riser Renaissance. Um, and yeah, it was a great episode. Act Riser is still a great game, I think. Act Riser Two, I like the game better now that I've gotten into it. I, I think I, I I think I was so turned off by the fact the game didn't have any simulation part to it. I'd never give the game a fair shake, and I, and Act Two by itself is a pretty good platformer. I think I, I, um, I think overall, and Renaissance and Renaissance I think is a great remake of the original game. So, um, Joe, uh, since you you know you know you know since your first time playing these games, uh, let's. Uh, you know, go ahead with you know, go ahead. So, just, like, go ahead with stuck in your mind a couple months later like, after like playing these. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Super Nintendo ones are fine for what they are. Um, I'm not a huge simulation guy. I think we've already discussed that not only twice on this podcast um, episode, <laughs> but you know, through the podcast in general. Um, so that part of it, I didn't absolutely love, but I didn't hate it either. And the Action platforming sections were good, but I felt like some of the bosses were very difficult. Like, they varied. Um, some were difficult, some were pushovers, and I just felt like the difficulty just, you know, like, this, there wasn't, like, a difficulty curve. It was just spikes. Um, 
And I remember the second one being very much the same, um, but it also the second one suffered from a bit of hit detection and some of that, uh, like, floaty mechanic when, like, you would jump. Um, Actor Azure Renaissance, uh, I felt was a good improvement to the game. Um, in general, a lot of quality of life um, improvements and whatnot for that game. Um, but also, I felt like they added way too much um, to where it padded out the game to the point where, like, it kind of got monotonous and kind of boring. Um, so, it's, and I believe I said it on the episode, it's like, um, as much as, like, Renaissance did a lot of things right, I would still go back and play the original Super Nintendo version over the remake. That's just my opinion. Well, it... Well, they also added a lot of simulation stuff to, to like Renaissance, which I mean, not like a big, like a big right. enough. So I understand right. that we feel that way. So uh, the music, of course, to the, to the games is still great oh, yeah. because, like you know, like uh, uh, I mean, the games, you know, Akira has some of the best music in Super NES hands down. I think yep. as far as the like, soundtrack goes. So uh, yeah, always a game I love, and always a game that I probably like, will always love, uh, just for how it was and just very like hybrid, hybrid unique nature of the game at the time. So. Um, after that, we had Nicholas, uh, like the podcast, uh, back in the podcast, uh, our, our our resident our resident pinball expert, yeah. uh, to cover to cover Jackie Crush, the third game of the Crush series, and again uh, a Japanese a Japanese exclusive. Um, very good, like, like very good, like like very good pinball game. I don't think it's the best game of the Crush series, um, but it ported. Uh, um, um, you know the game was. Um, you know the game was developed. The game was developed. The game was developed for the hardware originally, so it makes good use of it. Um, and it's a fun pinball game, like for sure. So, um, you know, anybody who enjoys the crush games, like check, their, um, like, check, like check this out. Yeah, I I remember liking this game. Um, it's not one I've gone back to, but that's also because one, um, I had Dragon Crush on the Genesis, so that's what I was familiar yeah. with. And in my opinion, Alien Crush is a much better game. That's just I that's agree. Just my yep. opinion. Yep. Uh, but yep, I agree. it's it's pinball. It works. Um, the music's fantastic. The atmosphere is like perfect. Um, they do a great job with the creepy monsters and everything else that you encounter. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's pinball. Um, there's not too much to say. <laughs> yeah. So then we had like your last pick of the. Um... Like last pick of the year. Uh, so again, an episode where we cover like multiple yeah. games. Uh, we looked at like we looked at like, like we looked at the King of the Monster games. Uh, Joe, do you want to cover, cover this? Um, yeah. So we we covered, covered King of Monsters one and two, which I'm a huge fan of the arcade uh, versions of these games, and uh, I had at least the first one on the uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, but yeah, I felt both of these Super Nintendo versions did a good job of capturing um, what was exciting about the arcade versions, being able to have that one-on-one -on -one fighter, but yet you have destructible environments around you. Um, and if I remember correctly, um, I think the Super Nintendo game incorporated like damage done in the city, like to help you with your score. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was that was something new because you know in the arcade. I don't remember that being a mechanic in the arcade, and I could be wrong. Um, it's been a while since I've played the games, you know, proper in the arcade. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, these are, again, these are good games. They're not fantastic. Um, they don't suck. Uh, but 
if uh, you want to play King of Monsters and you don't want to play the arcade versions, these are good so suitable ports. Yes, and yes, uh, yes, and both games are available also like in modern systems as well. Like you like pay for them separately, but um, yeah, King of Monsters One and Two does have some different gameplay differences, and because of the differences, I differences differences I prefer two over one. Uh, but they're still like you know they're still like pretty decent kaiju uh, fighting yeah. games. So you know uh, I will give them credit for that. Um, Last but not least, I wanted to finish off the year with an easy game because of the holidays and whatnot. I was curious to see how bowling was the system. So, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 like, like, like the Super Bowling, a game I never played before. Um, and it's a very good bowling game. Um, you have both like regular bowling and you also have like a golf bowling, which is new to both yeah. of us. Uh, um, well, I had seen golf bowling before in other games, but I never really played it really. So, uh, golf bowling on here was fun. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's a very cute, whimsical uh, well put together bowling game that still that, that still holds up pretty well today. Yeah, I I mean it's bowling. We, we had a blast with it, and uh, I I think the only other game is what Brunswick bowling or something like that, and mm -hmm. it plays very different. Um, we'll probably cover that at some point. I actually meant to mention that for uh, the list for this year because I figured let's get rid of the two bowling games. Um, but yeah, I can add it. That's <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Super Bowl is fun. I mean, I I grew up as far as like arcade bowling and like on the NES, I had like Capcom bowling, and that was like one of my favorite bowling games for like the longest time. Uh, Super Bowling, I think, it is ha or has replaced it. Um, I've definitely gone back and played Super Bowling more than I have uh, Capcom bowling now. But um, yeah, this is a good way to top off the year. We both had stuff going on. Um, and this was just a very easy breezy game. And, uh, I was glad that we covered this as the last game, especially since I was covering Lunar Legends on, uh, my podcast. So I was, <laughs> I was knee deep in an RPG. <laughs> uh, right. Um, uh, but yeah, yep, yep. That works. Um, yeah. So, uh, as Joe just alluded to, uh, we are making up, um, we are uh, uh, we are in the process of we are in the process of like developing like developing our a um, um, you know, our list uh, like our list of a uh, games uh, for this, this system this year uh, like last year we're doing it pretty much blind there's a pretty good mix here of like games like um, games we've played games uh, games the games we know are classics. Uh, and our heavy hitters, uh, guaranteed to bring in viewers, hopefully. Um, you know, games that we probably think are going to suck. Uh, <laughs> how much suckage is involved here, we don't know. That, that's kind of a surprise yeah. to it. So, um, I think it's, I think we're definitely going to have some, I, I, um, so I think we're probably going to have a lot more sinkers this year as opposed to last year, Joe, just looking at the list. But, um, who knows? I mean, uh, I, I, uh, uh, yeah, so I mean, that, you know, that's where I play them. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, Coming up, coming up for, 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 for next for our first game for 2024, a game that um, so again that Joe picked. Um, I actually never heard of this game somehow. Um, what game do you want to have us cover to start off with? Joe? Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. <laughs> yeah, I actually somehow I guess that Shaq Fu gets all the attention in this game, um, but, or um, you know, or maybe you just have had. Or maybe just, or maybe maybe I've just just had my head head under a rock for a while, but um, I don't I don't think I've heard of this game. So 
So, so this um, came out, I believe, pretty late in the life of the Super Nintendo. Um, I had it for the Genesis, and I want to say it was like 94, 95. Um, so it was in, you know, that that range in which, like, Michael Jordan was just super popular. Um, and I think it was an answer to Shaq-Fu. Shaq-Fu came out first, and I think that's one of the reasons why we remember that more, because... Well, well, we'll get it to when we cover it. But, uh, you know, Shaq Fu, I think, was like 92 or 93. It was Shaq's rookie year. Like, he was a sensation. Um, so, the, whoever was managing Michael Jordan at the time basically got him a video game deal. And we got this chaos in the Windy City. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to talk about it because I have some memories. Not necessarily good ones. But it's definitely uh, one of those games that I was like, I want to see what Greg thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair, yeah. So, um, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a uh, like it's a fair pick. So, for sure. But anyway, uh, as always, as always, we appreciate listening to listen, listen to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions. You can, leave, you can hit us on Facebook, or you can send me an email directly to the SNESpodcast.com. Joe, where can I reach you at? You can find me on Twitter at J-O-E-S-U-X-3-0. I have a very public Facebook, so be warned. And also, you can Google me, um, and there you'll find all the uh, different things that I do as far as the podcasts, uh, this and Radical Retro Roundup. And I do have a Radical Retro Roundup uh, page on Facebook that you can check out. We are uh, currently playing through Fantasy Star. That is going to be the next episode. Um, and then I amazingly got George to uh, volunteer. We're going to cover uh, some music albums that are turning... Uh, 30 this year and one particularly that's turning 25 and we're going to do that in conjunction with the podcast so it's going to be like an extra episode but not really part of like the radical retro roundup you know podcast mythos or whatever um so yeah i'm pretty excited to kind of take this next step and start covering some music yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. It should be like a, um, I definitely should be like you know like a fun like a fun game for sure. Yeah. So, um, but uh, anyway, um, as always, as always, thank you for thank you for listening to the podcast. We very much appreciate it. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Be well. And we'll catch you again soon. Bye. Uh, oh, on. and happy new year. Bye. Happy new year. Yes. Take care. <laughs>